This is an Area Code podcast. All right, I'm ready. Look, I'm just out here thugging in, in the living room today, praying that my, the kids ain't super duper loud. All right, what are we talking about today, man? Well, I, first, let me back up. How you doing? You know what I'm saying? Welcome to Sweet Tea first, Portia. Oh. I'll say it this time if you want me to. Yes, do that. Hey guys, welcome to Sweet Tea. This is Jasmine Holmes and I'm here with my friend, Portia Collins. Hey, Portia. Hey, hey, hey. Give him your corny tagline. Oh, she hates my tagline now. <laughs> <laughs> we are definitely taking suggestions for a new tagline because I'm not going to deal with her talking about my tagline all the time. But this is the place for delightful conversations about tough topics. It is. Okay. It is. You want to know my tough topic for the day? What? Give it to me, girl. Algernon has died. <laughs> I was not prepared for He that. died. Y'all we caught got him. him. We caught him. So Philip and I went to Atlanta um, last weekend uh-huh. to record my other podcast. Uh, look, everybody can't be famous like you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and so we were there for three days and we came back home and Philip was playing video games um, after I had gone to bed and he saw either a small rat or a big mouse. We are not positive what was sighted. But Algernon has been living in our house for a week and we have been trying to catch him. And last night, Philip literally saw him walk past our glue traps. Like literally look at the glue trap and walk past it. Like like literally we had them like set up next to each other and he just made a path <laughs> through the middle. Like, I don't know. Like, we had like peanut butter on them and like cheese. Oh. He was like, no, I'm not interested. <laughs> so finally this morning, <laughs> it was so funny because we our anniversary was this weekend. So we had like gone... Mm-hmm. On a couple strip on our anniversary, and we the um, bed and breakfast we stayed at was in our neighborhood. So we came home after dinner at the bed and breakfast to set traps. And so we're laying in bed together on our anniversary on my cute little nightgown, staring up at the ceiling, falling asleep next to the love of my life. And I just look mm-hmm. at him and I'm like, I'm really worried about Algernon. <laughs> he was like, What's the matter with you? I was like, It's just a bad way to go, man. A glue trap. Oh, man. Anyway. So, like, long story short, he got caught on the glue trap. He got caught on the glue trap this morning. I ha- I didn't see him a single time. I just named him. Uh, I never okay. saw him. I think I kind of heard him this morning because he was, like, <laughs> trying to get off the trap. And I was like, Algernon, mm. I'm sorry. But look, I sent out an SOS to you yesterday, and you didn't even reply to me. I'm over here dying. Girl, a lizard, a lizard. You know, in Bellhaven, we have lizards in our house, like, every, like, once Girl. a month. Listen, uh-uh, Once I don't want nothing that ain't got two feet like me and can walk <laughs> in my house like me. I, don't, <laughs> no. I literally saw a lizard climbing on my planes the other day and I was like, hey, buddy, uh-uh, get no. those bugs. I don't know where he is. I done trapped him like between the baseboard. He's and fine. What's he going to do to you? What's he going to do? He going to crawl on me and lick on He's me He's not. Stick on he me. don't want you. He don't want to crawl on you. See, Algernon carries disease. And that's why he had to go, okay? But let that uh-uh. little lizard buddy, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Geico the Gecko. That's what Look, he, that's what he see, 
let Geico live. Geico, uh-uh. we were literally leaving the house and I looked up and there was a lizard on our um, porch. And I was like, don't go in there tonight, buddy. There's a bunch uh-uh. of glue traps. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to be in my house. Lizards are too close to snakes for me. They just, that's all, they snakes with legs. Like, they pre and post Satan. Like, they cousins. Like, wow. Okay. Hold on. You want chips? Okay, give me a minute, okay? All right. You'll get up one? Thank you. Yeah, so, listen. I'm For all our listeners, I'm, I'm just going to let you know that I am, like, straight up just being real gangster today with my podcast recording because normally I go hide in the closet but Jasmine was threatening me talking about we got to record right now and I was I was tired and so I just said okay we're just gonna do it right here in the living room so I'm gonna apologize in advance for whatever you hear in the background of my house but I don't I don't get to stop being a mom just because we're recording the podcast I know Langston is um wind at school and Langston is asleep, so he puts himself down for a nap. When he gets tired, he just lays down wherever oh. he is and goes to sleep. Beautiful. It's the most beautiful, wonderful thing. It, Emmy ain't going. No. She's like, nah, fam. I'm when not either. taking no nap. I'm not, mm-hmm. like... So, we'll make it work. We gonna make it work. What's, what is our tough topic for today? Oh, gosh. Our tough topic has to do with sickness and death and calamity mm-hmm. beyond Geico the gecko mm-hmm. and Algernon the mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, we are talking about the fact that our president has coronavirus. Yes. And people's responses to the coronavirus of the POTUS. Mm-hmm. 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 So, yeah, definitely I have seen a lot of chatter yeah some of it is not not so nice chatter (laughs) um some of it is about trump really that's (laughs) surprising to me that is shocking man hey if you really want to throw like a grenade into a (laughs) say trump that's all you ain't got to say nothing else just say trump and i listen i was i didn't see a bunch of feedback and granted i haven't really been on twitter i think because of the election stuff i just got off because i was like i need to go i didn't even know business yeah i mean i kind of go on you know i i went on to say happy anniversary to philip and everything but like i've just been taking Mm -hmm. a break i just kind of look every once in a while and then as soon as what it is is i'll scroll and as soon as i find something that gets on my last nerve i just log off Mm -hmm. so i haven't seen which is not a lot of scrolling you scroll once and you're like all right i'm done Um, But I haven't seen a lot of stuff about Trump's sickness, but I can imagine some of the stuff that you're seeing, like, are people saying that they hope it takes him out? Like, how morbid is this getting? I mean, it's gotten pretty bad to the point to where I feel like I'm relatively concerned as a believer seeing this come from like, you know, I, I've always said that I, I don't have a lot of expectations when it comes to the world. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. the world gonna be the world. But when it comes to believers, it's like, oh, fam, like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I um was talking to somebody the other day and they were talking about Trump. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, he is so polarizing. Um, And they were like, I just missed the time when presidents had civility mm-hmm. and on the one hand i was like yeah i know exactly what you mean but then on the other hand i was like okay you want to know my party trick 
Okay. I can say all the presidents in order up until Franklin D. Roosevelt. See? That's my party trick. Listen, listen, y'all. Y'all know I told y'all that she was like borderline <laughs> genius or something. Who does? And here's the thing. That's I feel genius. bad. That's like Rain I Man. A, <laughs> I got a whole degree in political science and I think I got George Washington and I can't even remember what the second president is. You want me to go? Is. You want me to go? I'll go. I'll do it right now. Yes. Washington, yes, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, Adams, Jackson, Van Buren, Henry, Tyler, Polk, Taylor, Fillmore, Pierce, Buchanan, Lincoln, Johnson, Grant, Hayes, Garfield, Arthur, Harrison, McKinley, Roosevelt, Taft, Wilson, Harding, Coolidge, Hoover. But then I'm stuck. And you know why? Because I learned it as a song in fourth grade, but we never got the last bit of the song. So then I actually have to think about. After Franklin D. Roosevelt, I'm like, okay, and then... He left office, and then was it Truman, and then Dwight D. Eisenhower, and then so then I have to like See, literally use my brain. Mm-mm. But listen, so I was going through my list of presidents. Um, tune in next time when I'll say all of the states and capitals because I know those too. Um, <laughs> I think I think I could give you a run for your money on that. One. I that we should have that should be a whole episode. It would be not fun for anybody else, just fun for us. Um, but. <laughs> I was going through my list and I was like, you know what? Think about the presidents that we have had. Think about mm-hmm. the ones that stand out. And in one way or another, they're polarizing. Like, mm-hmm. in order to be a president, there has to be some measure of polarization that's happening. If mm-hmm. for no other reason than half of the country voted for you right. and half of the country didn't. Didn't. Mm-hmm. Right. And I remember when Trump won, all my students, like I, I was up, uh, I was down in uh, Mississippi when he won. And so the, that year that I was teaching at school, because I live, because we live <laughs> mm-hmm. in oh, a very conservative state, mm-hmm. I had students who were just like, millennials are so ridiculous because they're just like, Ugh, not my president. Like, I refuse to own that president. And they were like, oh my gosh, that's like so mature. You can't just say that somebody's not your president. And I was like, I mean, Abraham Lincoln became president and and the South seceded. Exactly. So not, not my president. They literally were like, not my president. Actually, <laughs> Jefferson Davis is my president now. So like, all right. that to say, I just, I think if you go down the list of presidents, there is some level of polarization in the lives of each and every one and something that struck me is really interesting when i was thinking about this podcast that we were going to do is i looked up people's responses to when lincoln was shot Mm -hmm. and some people were really sad and some people were like Mm -hmm. that guy did us a favor thank you Mm -hmm. so much john wilkes booth um and so yeah no seriously like it was crazy and some people some people in the north and the south were really happy that he was gone because a lot of people didn't want him to win and then Mm -hmm. some people in other countries were excited because he was a republican president and jackson was a democratic president and so they thought Mm -hmm. they were going to be better it was just i mean there's always this like intrigue and like intensity around not always right okay silent cow not that exciting but i'm just saying like a lot of times (laughs) (laughs) there's intrigue and polarization around our presidential figures. You're the political science major. You tell me if I'm oversimplifying it as a ninth grade history teacher, because I definitely could be doing that. No, I definitely think you are absolutely correct. It's always been like this, but I just think that we're seeing a totally different level of it. Mm-hmm. Because I remember just like being like a teenager and like 
Bush and Clinton and all. And I remember like being in such heated conversations as a teenager mm-hmm. about presidents. And so I think it's always been this way, but it's just like with anything and time, it's like you see that grow. And mm-hmm. I just feel like it's grown to an ugly, ugly Well, thing. and social media, right, has made it more pressing. Yeah. Because yeah. my first election to vote in was um, 2008. I turned 18 in 2008. And mm-hmm. I was blogging at the time. So, like, all of the meanness that I was encountering was, like, on the blogosphere. But still, even in a uh-huh. blog, people have to take time to, like, write an article mm-hmm. and, like, send mm-hmm. it off. But on Twitter, it's just, like, there's my characters. Yep. Off it goes. Like, let me just snap yep. off real quick. Yep. You you know what? That's a very good point. I think that's why we're more aware mm-hmm. of how polarizing it is because of social media yeah because you know 10 20 years ago everybody didn't have a platform everybody didn't have an opportunity to say what they wanted to say and they get broadcasted across the globe Mm -hmm. so yeah i think that there's more of an awareness now because people have everybody's got a megaphone right now everybody has yeah everybody has access to yeah just gigantic platforms they can say whatever and i like there's twitter there's tiktok there's mm-hmm. you know the the facebook the youth you, you know, the youth yeah. aren't really on the facebook but hey um i guess i'm old now because that's like oh, my i'm favorite. definitely old Do you, if, my you favorite ever, platform. if you ever want to know if you're old you come to school with me and you just sit and listen to those children <laughs> and you will understand i like any notions that i have had of my youth mm-hmm. have been gone they're gone because i just sit there and i'm like oh wow i am not or i'll like scroll tiktok and i'll be like this is a joke and i understand that it's a joke but i don't understand the reference that you're making like i i am very confused right now right yeah right. so you know the young people but they're like they're inheriting a whole different like the seniors this year at my school are a lot some of them are going to be able to vote this mm-hmm. fall and I remember being that age and voting and just not having the awareness that I mm-hmm. think they have mm-hmm. because of the way that social media works, you yeah. know, and because of the way that um, not just social media, but like being a part of society in general works right, right now. Gen Z's are walking into a whole new, it's a whole yeah. new ball game. It is. For them. It is. Which is all the more reason why we need to be responsible with our social media What's the word I'm looking for? Like our presence, uh, like our yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Because, like, man, it's so easily to it's so easy to uh, influence people and in young impressionable minds. I remember uh, reading uh, a tweet from Jackie Hill Perry a while maybe it was maybe about six or seven months ago where she was talking about stewarding your influence well. Mm-hmm. And that has stuck with me. Like all of us, you may not have, I may not have the same level of influence as you, but I still have some level of influence, even if it's just with my daughter. Everybody has influence, yes. Right. And so we need to be more aware. And I guess that's why it's a, a, a little bit grieving seeing some of the stuff that I'm seeing from believers as it pertains to the president and his coronavirus, you know, diagnosis and all of that it's like okay if christians are to influence the world for good and to represent christ then what does that look like like what are our hearts saying 
what are our tweets saying about our hearts? I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, what are our posts saying about our hearts? What is your motive? And I'm constantly checking myself and asking myself that, but I'm also looking at those who, like I said, call themselves fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And I'm like, man, we didn't drop the ball somewhere, fam. Okay. Like, okay. Here I I'm am. Pre- Are you about to talk about me? Devil's advocate. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. So I hear you. I do. <laughs> and yes, we do need to guard our words. Mm-hmm. Um, guide our tongues. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what if we sincerely believe that the person in power is against God is set up mm-hmm. against the people of God. It's, you know, I've heard over and over again, Donald Trump is a white supremacist. Davi Diggs has that mm-hmm. song. Donald Trump mm-hmm. is a white supremacist. Full stop. If you vote for him, then you're a white supremacist. Full stop. Oh, goodness. I have that's not a, heard that's, this. Yes. Because I can hang out with the youths. You know? Oh, okay. That, well, thank youth. you. The youth. That's you keep street. young. Yeah. <laughs> keep myself corny but anyway mm-hmm. um yeah so like they we're talking about mm-hmm. this president who you know people are telling us he's a white supremacist supporting him is supporting white supremacy supporting him is supporting xenophobia supporting him is supporting all of these things and so people are turning to okay psalm um 510 declare them guilty O god let their intrigues be their downfall banish them for their many sins they have rebelled against you psalm 117 what well, psalm 17 3 rise up O lord confront them bring them down with your sword rescue me from the wicked psalm 79 and 6 through 7 pour out your mm-hmm. wrath on the nations that do not acknowledge you on the kingdoms that do not call your name for they have devoured jacob and devastated his homeland uh psalm 137 9 happy is the one who seizes your infants and dashes them against the rocks so yeah i get it um so the question let me frame let me frame the question we've talked about this a little bit before but i want to make sure i frame it um those are in the bible those are psalms Mm -hmm. those are Mm -hmm. uh what's called imprecatory psalms and Mm -hmm. mama theologian priestess portia can you please tell us what an imprecatory psalm yeah. <laughs> it's basically like praying for God's wrath yes. to come down on somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, they're not, you got all the other Psalms are kind of nice and well, Psalms of lament can be kind of hard too, well, but you know, the, the Thanksgiving, the praise, right. all of that, that that's nice. And then here comes here comes these imprecatory psalms and it's like whoa somebody to make you mad child like, listen david <laughs> one of them like david's in hiding from saul and he's like i am sick of this fool right God. Right. <laughs> like, right right destroy blot him out cast him off and you know i, I think about the church throughout history i think mm-hmm. about the first century church and the amount of persecution that they faced from certain roman mm-hmm. emperors and wonder mm-hmm. like did they pray this against right. the people that were putting them right. pitting them against Nero, gladiators Nero, and lions and, and yep. yeah like what like where you know what's the place for what is the place for imprecatory psalms and thoughts if you if you literally think that somebody is set up against the will of god and is evil what place do imprecatory psalms and prayers have in the walk in life of a 21st century Christian? So, yeah, I think I get a good principle. I can't take credit for this idea, but one of the uh, books that I really, really love is Praying the Bible by Donald 
Whitney. Mm. We'll try to link that in the show notes. His for you book guys. on praying the Psalms is one of my favorites. Yes, yes. And so he is, he basically walks you through how to pray the Psalms as well as other passages. Mm-hmm. But when we get to imprecatory Psalms, like we kind of got to give a little guidance with it. And one of the things that he encourages us to do is to check our motives. Of course, as believers, we should be on the the right side of right, meaning mm-hmm. on God's side. We should want what he want, wants. Um, we should advocate for those things that we know that that are valuable in God's eyes. However, because we are human, because we are finite because Mm -hmm. we are fallible then we're limited in our ability to always see clearly yeah and so this is where i think is it's for me better to pray a principle than to pray something specifically like i'm not going to say oh lord i you need to smite donald trump you know what i'm saying but i will say lord Every bit of evil that is happening in this country, if there are people and leaders who are not doing uh, uh, or governing in a righteous way, then Lord, I pray that you take it down. You know, Lord, I, I pray that you, you know, rid this nation of all the wrongdoing and evil and ugliness. Now, if that encompasses Donald Trump or whoever, Joe Biden or whatever, then okay, that's it. So it's like my motive is I'm not just using my prayers as a vindictive way to say, I don't like this political candidate. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to pray for their downfall. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to pray, Lord, whatever it is your will is, let it come to come to pass because I don't know. And I'm limited. Now there, I will say too, you shall know a tree by its fruit. And this is exactly why I have this gripe with a lot of believers. And I say, look, y'all be out here trying to peg some people Christian and I don't see a drop of fruit on this tree. Mm -hmm. You know, so we got to call a spade a a spade when necessary. Right. But we also have to acknowledge that we are limited somewhat in our view. We don't know what God's sovereign plan Mm -hmm. is. So the best thing to pray is, okay, Lord, whatever your will is, whatever, however, you want to let your glory be seen and execute your righteousness. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm praying. If that means whatever, whatever we're going through or mm-hmm. this person is taken down, then okay. Well, I agree. And I also think that we've lost our sense of community and communal mm. prayer. So mm-hmm. when I, um, I just finished Deuteronomy last night and God is God <laughs> girl tell us about the lord on today (laughs) he's literally like i brought y'all out of egypt Mm -hmm. i brought y'all through 40 years of wandering in the desert and you are about to play me yes go into this land and do what you want to do and act a doggone fool ain't nothing new under the sun we still doing it and he's like and i'm gonna judge you for it and it's gonna Mm -hmm. be really harsh Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to keep my word to you because that's what I do. And I'm like, I literally like in Deuteronomy reading this and I'm like, talking to Philip last night was so funny. I was like, Philip, he literally told them, this is what y'all finna do. Mm-hmm. And then they did it. And then not only did they do it, so they go into the land, they're whoring after all these other gods and Right. And so our vision is so limited. It's sometimes. so limited. Like we can't even see that that's, so I'm just like, okay, God, 
I'm not. I'm not. I was like, I don't. I don't know what God is doing. But here's two things I do know: America's issues. I'm an American, mm-hmm. and I think that too often we mm-hmm. kind of do that whole "not my president, not my country." Y'all, mm-hmm. we chose to live in a democratic republic, so it is what it is. It fam. is what it is, man. <laughs> I mean, this is this is our land, and we need to have a communal attitude towards God. You've given us mm-hmm. all of these things, mm-hmm. all of these resources that we should be using mm-hmm. to glorify you. And look at our country. Right. It does Absolutely. not resemble you. It does mm-hmm. not resemble your word. And I don't want to be a person who's just sitting here like, mm-hmm. yeah, look at America. Doing right. our thing again. Right. How can I say communally, like, God, I want to take ownership of this place where I live. I want to pray in a way that seeks its best. See, like, it's just, it's so, like, even when the Israelites got taken into Babylonian captivity, God told them, plant trees, grow mm-hmm. crops, take ownership of this land that you're going into. I'm going to bring you to a better land, but while you're there... You need to be completely there. And I I think that our attitude, that's that's not our attitude. Like our attitude is very much America's problems are America's problems. And I can be somehow apart from it. And I can be, I can somehow sit in judgment of it um, instead of thinking about it in terms of this is a communal, I'm a part of an evangelical church in a context that is struggling. And instead of being a Pharisee and sitting off and saying, wow, I'm so glad I'm not like them. I want to be a person who's like, okay, how can I pray? And how can I be a part of the solution here? Because we've got a problem. And it's not about, oh, look at Jasmine. She's so righteous and she can see the unrighteousness of everybody else. It's more like, yeah, we're all here, (laughs) right? Like we all, we all live in this country and we all have a responsibility to pray for right. God to do the work that God is going to do. Will right. that work be in smiting whatever politician he mm-hmm. desires? Maybe. 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 Right. right. Maybe not. Maybe not. And I want right. to be open to that work. And I, I also don't want to be the kind of person who is so busy praying for God to smite other people and bring other people down that I'm not looking at how I could be contributing to whatever issue I'm seeing out there. Yeah, I agree. And I think that instead of seeing ourselves, we, we, we need to see ourselves on the sinking mm-hmm. ship that is America and yep. pray for the salvation of the ship, not pray mm-hmm. like, Lord, let the ship go down. Take me with right. it. I don't care. Like, right. I just, I, I, I agree. I agree. And like, you know, it makes me wonder, um, I did a, a YouTube video, I think right on the heels of George Floyd. And I, I was basically talking about i went to the book of jonah and i think we miss so much in the book of jonah mm-hmm. um we we focus on okay the lord told jonah to do this and jonah went the opposite way you know god was trying to uh convey a mes- message and he didn't want to do it and mm-hmm. he got in the belly of the fish but mm-hmm. we missed the end of that book where jonah was pissed because the reason why he did not want to go to Nineveh is because he did not want those people to repent and to receive the grace of God. And I hate to say it, Jasmine, let me get a little closer to my mic. Because I already know what you're about to say. It's a lot of people that got the same heart that Jonah had. We absolutely do. 
it's a lot and, 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 and even i'll start with me there have been times in my walk where i have had that same attitude no i don't want to extend forgiveness no i don't want to call you to repentance what am i going to call you to repentance for because you should be bound to hell but here's the thing we if only we could stop and see that I am just as bad as the worst sinner. I don't care how much you don't like somebody, Mm-mm. how much you disagree with them. The only thing that is different between me and the next person is the grace of God. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's yep. it. That is it. And so I think that it's important for us. Like I keep going back to this over and over, checking our heart and mm-hmm. our motives. And also, when we say that we want to stand on the side of right, what is, how are we dis- defining right? Yeah. Is right defined as God's will mm-hmm. or is right defined as whatever we've concocted in our mm-hmm. own minds? And I think all too often it's the latter. And that's why we struggle because we just, we see things one dimensionally. And, and I can't say that we can completely 100% have the mind of God, but he gives us a, a very good grounding with his word. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we just look through there and sift through, then we, we can kind of see and get an understanding of what's important to God yeah. and what righteousness is according to him. And, you know, all of these things. But I, like I said, I just think that really we, we're so prideful. We are. <laughs> it's so easy. Uh, yeah. Yes. Portia. Portia. First of all, who child calls them by their first name? My girl is just a rebel without a cause, and I I don't understand. And we, I mean, that's such a good point that you brought. I'm still stuck on that. I mean, it is very Jonah-esque of like, I would rather pray for Donald Trump to die of coronavirus than pray for his salvation. Mm -hmm. Not me. I, I get you. But, uh, you know, I have not I'm prayed tra- for that. I have not I'm prayed tracking. for that. Y'all, we, we talking. I hope y'all following. Listen, if any of y'all say that we said this on right. this podcast, no, no, you're going to no, have no, to no. see me now. You're yeah, going to have to see me. Saying. That's not what I'm saying. Pop, but I feel like- you're going to meet pop off Porsche. So that is not what we're saying. We're not talking. At all. Not at all. But, I mean, I, I, I do think that people are having the conversation of, I have seen much more, you know, people are more comfortable praying for the destruction of him than they are praying mm-hmm. for his salvation. And I, I honestly feel like it's easier to do that. Destruction feels like something way more in our grasp than radical salvation and radical change and radical gospel transformation. It seems way easier to just pray, just take him out. Right. Then, you know, the other prayer, I feel like it almost requires more faith in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I also want to take a moment to say, like, this is my conviction for myself. This is how I am praying. Um I would not look at somebody who was suffering under an oppressive regime that was literally taking people close to them out and necessarily judge them if they prayed for the downfall of that type of leader. Um, I just question whether or not we're there yet. And people people in different positions Mm-hmm. are going to be able to know and see and pray for different things. Mm-hmm. We need to we need to take responsibility for our own feelings, our own mm. prayers and our own thought life. Come on. Um before we start policing how other people are praying and thinking. So this conversation there is the result of us literally having a conversation together of like how are we supposed to pray right now? Yes. Not yes. this is how y'all should pray. 
or else right. but like just what letting you see behind the scenes of like this is how we're this is how we're processing it this is how we're right. praying this is how we're walking through it and mm-hmm. full disclosure i did not vote for donald trump i don't plan to vote for donald trump in the upcoming election but also i've never voted Agreed. for a major presidential <laughs> candidate my first election i voted for ron paul i just that's just me that's how no, i girl. roll i'm like right it in right it in right it in and i live in a red state so it doesn't matter who i vote for trump is going to win yeah. mississippi so mm-hmm. that's just yep. that's we've been red for right. a long we've time been red. Like, we've been red since the civil rights act oh whoa let's not go into that conversation just not yet. <laughs> right um, break your friend sorry, we didn't already drop too much on I'm the sorry, people. i'm sorry that was a lot that was a lot but yeah uh so this is not i just want to be like transparent this is not a thinly yeah. veiled like trump's not that bad y'all i see the man's no Twitter. no right i was gonna say there are and, and 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 i'm sorry i think regardless you you got to be blind not to call a spade a spade there have been some things that have been very ungracious very concerning that i have seen and mm-hmm. you know i a lot of times i'm standing back and i'm like oh you know <laughs> that's all i can say is like when i see people and they say well he's a you know a christian man and i'm like you know i ain't trying to put nobody in hell i but, look and i'm but, glad that's on our job according to the word though the lord told me ye shall know a tree by its fruit and right now baby this is some synthetic fruit on this tree that i'm saying I was gonna say let me add this before y'all try to jump down my throat and say okay they just picking on Trump I feel that way about a lot of politicians a lot okay? of them both both Republican and Democrat right. we're talking about Trump because he's uh, sick that's right, and exactly. we're talking about Trump because that came up and right. because he's our actual president, president he's not a right. he's not a candidate right now we're not right. throwing our weight behind anybody he's our president right. he's sick so that's why he's coming up right not because we're pro-republican or anti-republican right this is we already we already talked we already about talked about that and, and listen we both politically <laughs> politically homeless we are, we are the definition uh, of political and then people then right. people are like oh so do you think trump is just as bad as biden do you think biden is worse than trump i'm not having that conversation with you right i right. like i'm not having right. that conversation with right. you right we're exactly. not that's not where we are right now we're just well, talking about well, praying for the man's health versus praying for the damnation of his soul and i think that right. it's really important to pray with humility Yes, and I agree. with the knowledge that we have a God who hears and a God who answers right. Right. prayer. This is right. not just some throwaway, right. you know, I'm just gonna, right. it, no, we have a God who sees and right. a God who hears. And we want to come before him in a way that is aligning right. our hearts to his will. Right. Not sowing bitterness. You know, one of the, the biggest things that I can say, um, and I, I have to remind myself of this. It's like, where's your hope? And so for me, I don't have to pray, oh Lord, strike down Donald Donald Trump because ultimately my hope is in a good God whose uh, will I know is going to prevail. And so however he chooses to execute that, it may be real ugly in between, Mm -hmm. but I know that in the end, the good that God wants to come out of, you know, everything is going to happen and so it's like my hope is not in political system right or in a president or in all these other dynamics my hope is in god yeah. period mm-hmm. and i think that's what we so that's what stops me from having to pray these yeah 
almost spiteful prayers mm -hmm. is because ultimately God knows God is not off the throne. I say this all the time. He ain't off the throne, y'all. Yep. He ain't scrambling. Yep. He ain't looking to try to figure out what his job is. Mm -mm. God was on the throne when Trump took office. God is going to be on the throne when Trump comes out of office. And whoever God goes after him. And whoever goes in. And so God will use these means however he wants to. Yep to execute the plans that he wants to execute mm -hmm. the plans for whatever reason he wants to that that's just the purpose yeah. of being God. And that's not to say that we don't act and we don't right. vote, vote, right. please get out right. there and vote, please get out there and act. It is very right. important because that's the kind of system right. that we live in. We have that privilege. So please right. exercise that privilege. Right. But once it is exercised and the outcome is what it is, we pray like people who have hope, not like people who don't have hope. Yes. And we pray like people who have a vested interest in the country that we live in. We want to have as much freedom to worship God and to bring mm -hmm. others to him in this country as humanly possible. And that mm -hmm. requires prayer, that requires activity, and that mm -hmm. requires a longer vision than just blue or red in all right. right. I agree. I agree. Man. You know, I really hope y'all are hearing this. Like I said, we're not trying to push any type of agenda. We just want you to think critically and think about what you're saying and not just going and spewing things on social media without really like dealing with your own feelings, your own thoughts and, and taking those and submitting them to the yep. word of God. People look for a blanket like they do and there's not like the it's like oh jl shouldn't have stuck that tin peg in old boy's head she should have prayed for him that god would save it they were no. in a war she was right. in a battle she would right. context matters context, context matters. matters so in right. the context of 21st century jasmine and portia potus mm -hmm. is sick he's in office it's an election year right this is what we're talking about we're not talking about adolf hitler or joseph stalin or what was his name right Did she stuck the tin peg jl stuck it what was his name E-Hood. E We're not e -hood? talking about him. No, E-Hood e I thought was the fat one. Did he like put his hand? Maybe. I don't I'm know. About to read. I, I, we, I'm about yeah, to read we, Judges in a couple. I'll get back to you. Yeah, we'll let y'all know. <laughs> E-Hood though, for real. I Maybe I'm thought that E-Hood was the one that was the really fat guy. Just keep talking. That the judge, he like, wasn't E-Hood the fat guy? I'm, look, I'm just typing, who did... JL Stab. This I want to know who Ehud is. I had this really fun. I want to find it again someday because it was the most fun. It was a graphic novel that went through crazy things in the Bible, and it Cicera. was Cicera. my bad. Yep, it was Cicera. Okay. Uh -huh. okay. Yes. Okay. Ehud wasn't the fat guy, but Ehud killed the fat guy. He like yeah. he was left handed and he drove Ehud the sword. Through yeah, the he guy. was a judge too, right? Yeah, didn't the sword yeah, get yeah, lost because yeah. the guy was so fat? Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, it. there you go. See, I be getting all them judges' stories. We about to up. read. I'll, here, all read. I, this is what I can tell you. All I know is these people went and turned against God. God had to raise up a judge to deliver them. The judge deliver them. They do all right for Thematic. a little while. And, and then they turn around and do the same thing again. Thematically. Boom. That's what Whole book means. of judges. We literally, we are um, in ninth grade. We are reading um, Graham Goldsworthy, According to Plan. Uh-huh. And it's like a biblical, like it's like a survey. System. It's really easy. And it's like, look, as long as you can get those high point points, right. mm -hmm. good. We don't need to know every single judge's name right. at all times. But that's the important part is that the judges point to Christ. Absolutely. Who is the final judge Donald and who Donald Trump is going to stand before on that last day. 
everybody. And who we're going to stand before on that last day. And we need to make sure that we are right with God before we pray for the destruction of somebody else's soul. Come on. Come on. And if you're right with God and you feel, if you're feeling froggy, jump. That ain't on me. I'm just, I'm just, between you and God. I'm just telling you my (laughs) cautions. But if you're feeling froggy, absolutely. Jump. Yeah. It's up to you. That's the tweet. Like they be saying, that's it. That's the message. That's it. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. Right. Check your motives, you know. Um, submit your thoughts and your feelings and everything to the word of God and don't try to twist that that's something I hate though I promise you you know I got a pet peeve about that when I, I know see you do. people twisting scriptures let me let me tell you that since we here let me just jump right on in people talking about Jesus flipping over the tables in the temple and trying to use that as a um a pass mm-hmm. for violence mm-hmm. and destruction like y'all missing the whole point it's a whole bunch of context that y'all and the whole point of him flipping over tables is because god's glory was being infringed upon boom and boom. jesus is like this is not what this is god like if we're angry for god's glory square up and predatory right. it up because right. god's glory demands that justice right if there is any hint of jasmine right. glory i ain't gonna pray that in predatory prayer Exactly. Because that's a log and spec situation. Come on, girl. Preach to me that's on today. Listen, I had to tell myself because Donald Trump, he gets on my nerves like he gets on everybody else's nerves. I understand. He, I, that's what I was going to say. I ain't going to lie. I get it. I get it. He tweets and I'm like, just sit down. Like, just stop. I just be, I be wanting somebody from his staff to take his phone. I'm like, y'all could help this man out if y'all just had I just, and also people, I know people on the other end, what about Obama? Look, y'all, I, he's not president right now. That's not, I, right. <laughs> I just, he, 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 he acted like it too because he just skated off into the sunset Listen, like that's what i would do <laughs> if i had served my time i would write my little biography and be off to the side too with my little i would my look get it president I, obama I'm president bush you. i when president bush was in office everybody was just like meh, 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 the first one yada 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 and now he's just like the most delightful little man oh. Oh, I was gonna, I, I was gonna say the same thing. You know, I remember I used to fuss about him and complain, listen, and it was worth complaint. It was worth complaint. If, if you listening, sir, I apologize for real. <laughs> I, I should have held it that better because see, this what this what my mama be talking about. You complain about one thing and you end up with a whole end situation. up with another one. Uh, you talk. I mean, you talk about all you every. Pro- you just look at the situation that these men are in, and you're just like, oh my gosh, like yeah. Help the feeble, help the weak. Somebody told me um, Woodrow Wilson was like the best president. I think he, because didn't he study political science? I'm pretty sure he did. I think he did. A lot of them did. And they were like, he was the best like politician, the best president ever. Like people try to just pin their hopes on this one. Or like, you know, people talk about Reaganomics and I'm like, thank you for the war on drugs, President Reagan. I mean, like rest in peace, but also... Why'd you do that? You know, so like we can, <laughs> we can critique without the hatred. Like it's totally different thing from being like Trump, man. Yeah. Dude, the stuff you say. And I like what you just said. We can critique without the hatred. Yes. And it, if you can see, we are sharing our sentiments and we not mad. 
You know what I'm saying? Like we we we're just talking and having a conversation. I'm honestly, I mean, we the majority of people voted for him. So then for me, it's like, well, what's going on in our hearts that that leader, that the two candidates we have are representative of yes. what's going on in the Boom. hearts and minds of America? That's my concern. Biden Come and on. and Trump being Biden and Trump, that's their choice. Those are two individual right. men. But the fact right. that we've like that, those are our right. options right now. That that's I'm more concerned with that. Right. Because Trump is not the issue if we're backing the policy. You know what I'm saying? Like, we live in a country where mm-hmm. it's bigger than one person. It's bigger than one personality. So for me, it's like, right. okay, and especially the evangelical church. Hey, y'all. Hey, fam. What's up? What kind hey. of leaders are we looking for? What kind what, of things are we, we surprising? What kind of things are we, you know, so again, like, that's, again, pointing back to us pointing back to me, pointing back to my community, pointing back mm-hmm. to my place in the community and not setting myself mm-hmm. apart or higher mm-hmm. as though I'm some kind of judge. Like God put me into in this context and I want to take ownership of this context mm-hmm. for his glory. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's how I feel. Very good points. Very good points. And then on the next episode, we'll talk about my run for, no, we won't talk about my run. We will. No It'll come up. It's going to come up for sure. <laughs> But no, when people say, well, how do you feel about running for office and you're a Christian? What do you mean? Like, do you not want people who are Christian to run for office? And I that's just, my point right there. That's how we, we get in the predicament. To, yes. <laughs> yes. Because we back. And I'm like, no, I'm going to bring all these Christian values. And, well, all and that's what I appreciate about you. Because it's easy to sit back and complain. But like, put yourself in a hot seat. To yeah. actually do the work. It's like, man, somebody somebody better needs to come along. Okay, yeah. is that somebody better you? It ain't exactly. me. I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. It ain't me. Right. But, you know, it could be Portia. You know. Like 40%. I don't I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to say 40%. But a large percentage of people who I see complain are people who, when given the microphone, when it's time to step up, oh, no, I ain't going to do that. And I'm like, dude. Don't, if you ain't finna put in the work, even if it's, it may not be you that may run for office, but how are you working behind the scenes? Right. What how are you, are you supporting? To yeah. To try to that's, fix. That's more my, uh, <laughs> that's my place. And, but I'm going to support you. <laughs> I'm not going to be needed. up there. And that's, another, that's why I kind of, I don't really get into a lot of political debates on the Twitters. Cause I'm like, you know what? You might know right. more about this than me. Let me go read a book. <laughs> Let me go read a book before I start popping off of the mouth because I saw a one minute TikTok, but I don't think that that's enough for me to have an opinion. So let me go back this up. This girl. So that's that's where I am right now. I'm like, y'all bold, man. Y'all just out of here with a bunch of like, everybody got a political science degree. I'm like, dang. Baby. I must have and if, that and, and honestly, political science is not, I always tell people there's a difference in being a political scientist and being a like politics person Mm -hmm. because political science you're mainly looking at the science of it more you don't even like get into these hot heads well to actually like the philosophy of it Mm -hmm. rather than the actual action and acting out and living out of it which is which is why you don't have to be a political science major to be in politics because that on the job is way different Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Totally. But I mean, political science majors are still a step ahead of me because I studied English in school. American American but literature. Modernist American literature, which I don't you, teach or work in right now. You but a, you know. But you, I was going to say, you a nerd, though. I am that. Still. I am that. Like, you the type of person that 
probably uh, read the almanac for fun. I read like, the dictionary for fun. My mom's fucking Wagnalls dictionary from the 80s. It's in my plant room. I read it all the time as a kid. Also, the capital of Idaho is Boise. Oh, mm-hmm. Connecticut. Hartford. Is it Hartford? Or is it Concord? Is it Concord? <laughs> I don't know. I'm to Google play. it, man. <laughs> don't make me Google. It's probably Hartford. I think well, it's Hartford. Now we got to know. I got to know since <laughs> some, some Connecticut's good. Hartford. Thank you. Listen, we were in Israel. Okay. People might think that it's no good to know the states and capitals, but listen, we were in Israel and our tour guide, Ram, and he was like talking about Americans and how they were just, you know, he was like, yeah, your country's so big. Like you don't even know your states and capitals. You don't know the capitals of your states. And I was like, I do. <laughs> I do. And he was like, yeah, right. I was like, I do. He was like, what is the capital of um, North Dakota? I was like, Bismarck player. What? <laughs> it was my moment. It was my moment, my shining moment. I was like, Mrs. Brown's fourth grade class changed my life. Bismarck. He was like, South Dakota? I was like, Pierre, yo. What? What? I'm about to fall out of my seat. <laughs> what? My, my parents were like, wow, that's uh." I was like, yeah, like you didn't Look. think it was a useful party trick, but I just defended America's honor to this attractive Israeli ex-soldier so what what about it what about it y'all i hope y'all had fun with us today because we definitely had fun we had fun with us we we have fun all the time sweet tea is a podcast produced by the area code network to learn more and to subscribe to the newsletter please visit www.areacodenetwork.com Tallahassee, Florida. <laughs> Sacramento, California. Austin, Texas. Uh, let me let me think of one. I Jackson, Mississippi. Oregon. Oregon. Ooh, I don't remember Oregon. <gasps> Salem, 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 Salem. Uh, <laughs> right? Wait. Yes. I think it is. I think. <laughs> y'all y'all fact check that for us. This is an area code podcast.